Welcome back to the channel today, everyone. So it looks like this might be a long episode because, um, yeah, everything's running really slowly for me. Kind of annoying. So um, I will start by saying that um, I was supposed to have a guest tonight. <laughs> um, yeah, I was supposed to have a guest tonight. Um, they realized they had double booked and so hopefully uh the person will be on next week yes i am live i am live um yeah everything's running slowly for me right now i don't know why but it is um we have a lot to talk about today there is so much going on it's really hard for me to know what i what i want what i wanted to go with um but um, because we have, you know, Trump stuff or, um, you know, Biden stuff. There's a lot going on with Joe Biden. There's just a lot of new information coming out with Biden. Um, there's there's a lot a lot of news going on. But our first story tonight is going to be Mitch McConnell. If you didn't see this last week, the head of the Senate, um, Mitch McConnell, froze while he was at the podium. Um, this was interesting to watch because yeah, so th this is this was really interesting to watch because well, let's just watch. So First, this this happened just prior to him freezing, and so this was the first um, the first thing he froze and said. Um, but they were asking him how he was doing since he fell a couple months ago um, and suffered a concussion, and obviously he said he said he's fine. So here's that clip. Could you address what happened at the start of the press conference, and was it related to your? Injury from earlier this year where you suffered a concussion, is that you find you're fully able to yeah. do your job? Yeah. Mr. Lear, can I just get your... Okay. So, he says he's fine. And then... <laughs> not a few minutes later, yeah. Well... Courtney says it was horrific. They should have immediately stopped the conference and taken him to the hospital. I mean, they did remove him. So we'll watch that clip here now because they, he froze and then it was like, he didn't know where he was at. So here, we'll see. I guess it's got to pull up this, uh, the tweet itself. Yeah, yeah, Courtney, you're right. They they definitely covered it up for the press. Um, it was really, it was really, it was, it was scary to watch because it was like he was talking. 
and then he just froze. Like he stopped talking, and that's where he everybody jumped in. And then he's like, do you want to say anything else? And he was like mid-sentence when it happened. Um, and then they escort him away. No, no, he, he he's definitely not high. So this is the, uh, we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of the IRA. So and then they, uh, they, they, yeah, they, so this is the second clip. You can see, let me see. come on. And then they're walking him out. So here's the thing. Like, I feel bad because, and honestly, like, like I said, he's the leader in the Senate, you know, he, or he's the, uh, the minority leader in the Senate, right? So he's like the Republicans top person in the Senate. And it's not coherent to be there. Um, and again, I go back to a couple weeks ago, we were talking about Diane Feinstein. And actually, Diane Feinstein had a similar instance this week. Like, I forget what it was with Diane Feinstein earlier this week, but she had. A moment herself and and this is what i said at the time back in february because we were talking about when joe biden fell um diane feinstein had you know she was wheelchaired into the senate not long before that and so um but this is what i this is what i had said back on timcast on june 1st that you, there should be an age limit to when you can run for president run for congress everything like that i mean there's who is it is it the congresswoman Diane Feinstein. Yes. Yep. Who was wheelchaired into the She looks like the crypt keeper. And she asked Kamala Harris, What are you doing up here? Yeah. When she was speaking, <laughs> when she was presiding over the Senate. She's there to check a box. <laughs> I mean, yep. I mean wow. and she's just she, I mean, she doesn't know what she's doing there, yet she's casting votes. Yes. I it, at the least a grip strength test of grip strength, because that's like an indication of muscular atrophy. If you can't pick yourself up off the ground, I don't mm -hmm. think you're yeah. fit to command. Um yeah. Let alone yeah. the mental stuff. That's a little more challenging of like, are you smart enough to do the job? Like who tests for that? And I mean, you got to look at honestly, like, like after 9-11, George Bush, like. So I do, I, I, I firmly believe. And so this is not a new idea that I've been, I've been talking about, but I do firmly believe that we absolutely need to have an age limit as to when you can be in office. It, it makes sense, which is probably why they won't do it. The thing is, is at, at this point, when it comes to Mitch McConnell, Joe Biden, um, you know, Dianne Feinstein, um, like this is elder abuse. Like what we know, oh, that's what it was. So the Dianne Feinstein clip, her aides were literally sitting there telling her to just say, hey, like, yeah, a, so 
agree with what they were saying. Like that's all she had to say was that her aides were telling her multiple times over and over. So like I said in that clip, she doesn't know what she's doing there and she's just casting the votes of what her aides are telling her to do. So there people are voting for people that are not actually representing them. Um, and honestly, one of the biggest reasons, and this is a little bit morbid, um, but it's the truth is, you know, after the age of 65, 70, many people at those, you know, after you hit 65, you should retire. You should not be allowed to, I think 65 is a good age to start your last term. Okay. Because that gets you to what? 71 in the Senate, six years, I believe. And so what happens is once that passes, you will, most, 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 policies that come into play they don't so so yeah most policies when they come in when when they enact these policies you know you don't see the full ramifications of the policies for years later and so what happens now is most people that we have in congress right now will never have to live with the consequences of the policies that they are enacting. So that's why I, I, I think that's the biggest thing, um, you know, that we can talk about with that. You know, they should, you, you should have to live with the consequences. Like if we enacted communism tomorrow, is Joe Biden going to have to deal with, you know, bread lines and, and food shortages and stuff like that, or any of his family members? No, no, neither are any of these other people. And so that is why we need, we, we need to have an age limit. We haven't, we, it, what's, what's amazing to me is we have a minimum age. So to be president, you have to be 35 years old, right? So to have a minimum age, why not have a maximum age? Because we know that 35 is set because of cognitive ability and, you know, life experience at that point. And so at 65, your cognitive ability starts to decrease. And so you should, again, not have, not burden yourself with, with, uh, with these things. But um, yeah, that's kind of what I want to talk about with that because like I said, we have we have quite a bit more to kind of talk about. But one of the big news that we talked about this a few weeks ago, right? So um, Joe Biden, who is actually, yeah, and this this is what I'm saying is, and, and, and Joe Stevens said Trump is up there too. Yeah, I think what Trump's older than Joe Biden. I think. Um, and so that's the point is this isn't, this isn't left and right. This isn't because I think Trump has the cognitive ability to do the job. Um, because I do. Cause when people say he's not all there, he comes back with some of these retorts that are hilarious. And he, so he is there a lot of times, but I think at this point, I, I, I would rather see somebody like, this is one reason why I like Vivek Ramaswamy is because he is what 38 years old. 
Did I? Oh, I froze again. Oh, my computer's dying with this. We have to do it. We're back. Let me see. I think I'm still on. So let me see. Okay. But the big news again this week with everything else, you know, Joe Biden's actually on vacation for a week long vacation right now with um, with the family at his home. And so the last couple of times that he's been to um, to his home in I forget where it's at. Um, it's only been weekend trips, but now he's there for a, you know, a long a week long vacation. So. All right, so so when I go out like that, you guys still have audio, so we're good. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I I don't know. Again, I told you guys last week or a couple weeks ago um, that um, I need a new. I, I mean, I have I need a new I need a new Mac. My Mac is starting to die, and honestly, it would be nice just to have something to travel with, and that's um, dedicated to streaming. But and I could still use this one, but. Um, that's here or there. Um, but yeah, so Joe Biden, again, is on vacation. I apparently, you know, I'm not one of these people who gets too deep in the woods on, you know, how many vacations a president takes or anything like that. I know all the presidents spend a lot of time playing golf and doing all that, but so does everybody else. Like that's, that's the thing that I, I don't get. And so people don't realize Courtney, thank you so much for the for the super chat. That means a lot to me. Thank you. Yes, to help towards the Mac, put a Mac fund together, and we will um, we'll, we'll <laughs> look at we'll look at promoting that and doing that. Um, yeah, I do have another computer back here, um, but I have to figure out how to use it with my normal stream computer. So um, it's literally set up. It's set up just to live stream like video games and stuff like that. Um, and live stream playing music on Twitch. That's what I, I actually bought it for. But um, I I would have to probably control the screen from here and then plug everything else into there. It's 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 a workaround that I'm considering at this point, so you know. But um yeah, and you're right. Twitter needs to get my subscription up. And thank you as well, Robbie. I appreciate the Mac Fund donations. Thank you so much. Um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna start putting I'm gonna put together a like a list that shows like like where we're at. <laughs> um well and I actually so yeah John, so you're right. I oh one second. Okay, here we go. So you're right. I actually I was just thinking about this today. I played one game and I was planning on streaming the uh the Harry Potter game. And then um, that didn't work out very well. Um, yeah, that didn't work out very well. And so because I didn't have the right system, and so I had to wait. And now I had the game. I just haven't played. So maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll go play and watch and, and play some video games. I don't know. I oh wait, J.K. Rowling's birthday was today. I didn't know that. So. It would have been great um, just to stream that, but there again, there's so much news going on, and so the story I was I, I was I was leading into again when Joe Biden, um, who's on vacation, and we talked about this a couple weeks ago, he finally, finally, um, admits that he has seven children or grandchildren. So. Um, because the poll numbers and everybody's kind of been getting fed up with this is he finally acknowledged a uh, four-year-old was it Navy? I forget her last name. So if you remember, Navy is not allowed to use the Biden last name as part of the settlement agreement. And actually Libby on Twitter, um, Libby Evans on Twitter, editor in chief of the post, she had wrote, do you think that this would be better? or something. I said, I actually think, you know, um, or she asked, I think, what do you think that she should be allowed to Navy Joan? Yeah. Right. So do you think that she should be allowed to use, you know, the Biden name? And I said, honestly, she'll, she'll probably be better off not being connected to the Biden crime family. Um, when all of these issues, you know, come out, um, so yeah, you're right, Todd, that, yeah, the one thing that Hunter had worth passing on was that the one thing he didn't want to give her. If you remember, he flew to the hearing in a private jet and it was just, it was disgusting stuff. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you though, I think that in every way, but financially, but the settlement, she got a lot of money. She got a lot of money. Um, so I think that when she grows up, she'll be fine. But the thing was, is don't you think that the other grandchildren are going to want to know like their cousin or even their half sister? Because I think I think Hunter Biden's got more kids. Right. So their half sister. Don't quote me on that. Somebody check that. Um, but don't you think that they're going to want to know their other family member that's not really in the picture. I mean, when they grow up, they're going to be like, why is, why is this person, this person's related to me? What, what's going on? But, um, so, but if you saw this interview, so here, here's actually, um, back in April when Joe said, I have, you know, six grandchildren. 
I have six grandchildren, and I'm crazy about them. I speak to them every single day. Not a joke. Matter of fact, I just got finished going through the calls, and uh, only one of them answered the phone. Uh, but at least I got to leave a message. And I, my oldest granddaughter is named after one of my daughters who I, I lost in an accident a long time ago. And her name is Naomi. And then I have number two. I have a, a daughter who works in the environmental movement. And her name is Finnegan and named after my mom. And number three, my granddaughter, I call her my all-American girl. She was a great little athlete. And she's about to graduate from college in about two weeks. And, and her name her name is, she's, every, the nickname we call her is Maisie. And then I have two other, a granddaughter who I just spoke to, did get to speak to. And her name is Natalie. And she is a senior in high school, about to graduate and go off to college where her daddy went to school. And then I have a grandson who's going to be a senior in high school. And then now I have a new, a new baby boy. He's three and a half years old, and his daddy named him after his brother, my deceased son, and he's Bo Biden. So guess what? They're crazy about me. I have. And, and so that was obviously he's talking about all his grandchildren. Um, and then. You have not too long ago where he said um, they asked him about Navy Joe. I'm wondering if you have a comment on this report and court filing out of Arkansas that your son Hunter just made you a grandfather again. No, that's a private matter. I have no comment. But only you would ask that. You're a good man. You're a good man. Thank you, guys. This is all the time we have. So, obviously, that was Ducey that asked that. And um, he called him classy, very sarcastically, obviously. Um, it, obviously, he has no nothing to say about it. Um, and... Finally, was this week with USA Today, apparently he finally acknowledged. Seven I have uh, seven grandkids, uh, four of them all, five of them old enough to talk on the phone. You know, every day I either text them or call them. So, in actually going back to the article, so apparently to, uh, was it USA Today? No, it was no People Magazine. It wasn't USA Today. It was People Magazine. Um, he said, "This is not a political issue. It's a family matter. Jill and I only want what is best for all of our grandchildren, including Navy." Um. So apparently, this is the thing: is it's one thing for Hunter to be a deadbeat dad, but for the president of the United States, who who is supposed to be a role model for people to be a deadbeat grandfather, it's despicable. I mean, and now that finally the polling is out there to be like, you need to acknowledge that you have seven grandchildren. Um, and, you know, 
he's so wild. Like, yes, John, you're right. Like, he is so crazy about six of them that he talks about them all the time. He's very proud of them. Obviously, as a as a grandfather, he's proud of them. And then the seventh is like, it's like we're living in like medieval times where, you know, you have a child out of wedlock and they are like shunned and, and even though they did absolutely nothing wrong. Um, and that's where it comes from. And that's what it seems like. And so um, they've refused to admit to this point. Um, I mean, we talked about it on this show. I think I've talked about it twice on this show. Um, when Brad Palumbo was on here, we talked about this issue um, as well because it was, it's it's just absolutely despicable. Like I said, but the president of the United States would not even acknowledge um, his seventh grandchild. Despicable. Um, let me see. But now, keeping it with, um, yeah, we'll keep it with presidential politics. So, obviously, Joe Biden has, um, so, obviously, Donald Trump is probably going to get indicted again, okay? So, there is, um, he was told that he was getting he was going to be um called to another testimony based on january 6th that you know basically what what, i I think they're gonna try to get him on you know i forget what they're gonna get him for the insurrection the insurrection and all this stuff they're So they're gonna they're gonna get him, yeah so they're gonna get him they're gonna try to do that and then um, then after that stay tuned because down here in Atlanta they're gonna try to get him for you know interfering with the uh, the Georgia election so um, it yeah they're gonna try to get him on whatever they can I think it was. Thomas Massey, I saw a clip too where Thomas Massey said, you know, we got to get Ron DeSantis two more charges so that he can at least try to ca- close the gap when it comes to the polling numbers because Donald Trump is running away with the primary and all these indictments are doing is helping him in the primaries. But honestly, my first reaction to this one though was um, so Will Hurd um I should gotta remember who he is. Well, that was that was my reaction. Was Will Hurd is who? Um, apparently, he's a politician somewhere, and he's running for president. So I don't know who he is. <laughs> Here's what he had to say, and this is what happened actually in Iowa at the Lincoln dinner in Iowa. So here, Donald Trump is running to stay out of prison. And if we elect, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Listen, I know the truth. The truth is hard. 
But if we elect Donald Trump, we are willingly giving Joe Biden four more years in the White House, and America can't handle that. God bless you, and God bless America. So, yeah, I mean, you go, that's kind of how the GOP is feeling about people who are going after Donald Trump right now. Like it or not, they're, I mean, to say that he's running for president to stay out of prison, I think, I think he's right that they wouldn't even be coming after him if he wasn't running for president, you know, um, yeah, Courtney, I think you're right. I think, like, Biden's approval ratings are very low right now. I mean, they tried to take credit for job, like, the new job numbers this week. If you look at the job numbers, they're still in the negative from when they were, you know, during COVID. So, or pre-COVID. So, anytime that somebody gives shows you, like, job numbers, don't believe it. You know, um, now Donald Trump actually hit back and it was so funny because he said in Iowa last night, I noticed a little known failed former congressman, Will Hurd, is ridiculously running for president. He quit Congress because he, he would have had he would have been impossible for him to win in his district. He did a really bad job. Anyway, he got seriously booed off the stage when he said that I was running to stay out of jail. Wrong. If I wasn't running or running and doing badly, like him and Chris Christie, <laughs> with no chance to win, these prosecutions won't even be brought or happening. And I actually think that's true. If if Donald Trump was not running for office, they wouldn't be going after him right now. He He wouldn't be doing anything. So, I just, I just, I don't understand, like, these people going after Trump. Like I said, I mean, he's, they're going after him so he can't run, basically. Like, the, the Jan 6 stuff, like, this, ne the next federal one, which is with the January 6 stuff, um, they're going, they're, they're looking at, um, They're looking to see if he, uh, I, I, I don't even remember what the, I, I, I honestly right now, I, I can't remember what the charges are. Let me see if I can pull this up. Um, and it's off again. Um, yeah, so earlier this month, he received a letter from Jack Smith's office saying that he is the target of the Jan January 6th uh, grand jury investigation, which usually leads to, um, or almost always leads to an indictment. So that's on this one. Um, I forget what the charges themselves are. So, but this is what's funny. And so coming, coming back into full swing of things, it is interesting because um, Joe Rogan and Jim Gaffigan talked about some of this stuff on um, the Joe Rogan podcast. And look, I actually love Jim Gaffigan. Um, like he's 
I love his comedy. Okay. Because he doesn't get too political in most, in any of the comedy specials that I've seen. I think he's hilarious. Um, but he does have some Trump derangement syndrome. Um, and so when you watch like these clips of him on Joe Rogan and they were talking about Trump and they're talking about Biden, it was very clear of, you know, his biases in that regard. He was giving Biden all the benefit of the doubt and he wasn't giving Trump any benefit of the doubt. So here's one clip that um, I thought was interesting. The, I think the January 6th thing is pretty bad. Well, the January 6th thing is bad, but also the intelligence agencies were involved in provoking people to go into the Capitol building. That's a fact. You, so wait a minute. You're, you're saying that that guy... What's his name? Ray Epps. Yeah, you really think that he I don't was... know. I don't know, but I do know that I think every that's other parent. I think he's going to sue Fox. I think every other person who was involved in January 6th, who was involved in coordinating uh, a break in into the Capitol and in instigating people breaking, they were all arrested. This guy wasn't. Not only that, they were defending him in the New York Times, the Washington Post, all those different things, because saying that Fox News is unjustly accused him of instigating well he clearly instigated he yeah, did no, it on camera i don't know if he was a fed i know a lot of people think he was a fed the people that were there were calling him a fed what i do know is when they asked the fbi the fbi said we can't tell you whether or not there were people that were there that were doing that now there's been reports that there was hundreds of agents that were there that were doing that i don't know if that's true either but I do know that they do use agent provocateurs to disrupt peace, peaceful protests. It's a, a common tactic. What they do is, I, I'm gonna cut that just because I don't want. I've been I've been daring YouTube to do something for the last couple weeks. I don't really want to get suspended from here, so we're gonna cut that right there. But um, they basically, yeah, go on and talk about what happened at January 6th and how Donald Trump is an enemy of the intelligence agencies, which is true. Donald Trump, it's very similar to what we talked about with um, John F. Kennedy Jr. Or not John F. Kennedy, um, Robert, Robert Kennedy Jr. A couple weeks ago. Um, when you are a, I mean, and actually if you saw earlier this week, they, denied Robert Kennedy's Secret Service protection during the election, which is interesting. I, I mean, I, I don't think I would actually want Secret Service protection if I was Robert Kennedy, because, again, it's the Fed um, that's going to be protecting you. Oh, I will see you later, Professor Platypus. Um, and, yes, actually, I did see Lewis's or Lois's um, post. Um I talked to her yesterday actually about it. I got a statement from her um, and we were writing it up. So I don't know if we're going to have a write up on, on the issue or not. We did get a statement from her um, for that and hopefully, but there's been a lot that's been going on today, so they didn't publish it yet. So stay tuned. But I did see that it was um, her whole story is heartbreaking um, to think that, you know, euthanasia is your only way out um, after transitioning, having a bad experience with transitioning. It's just heartbreaking. And I think we've been, I've been praying for Lois for a long time. I think everybody should um, because, I mean, 
I, I don't celebrate her choice. Her choice to go to maids is not a good one. Um, I don't think that should be even be a program. Um, but the maids program um, said it was a human, a possible human rights issue, which is just completely asinine. So sorry to get off on my tangent there a little bit, but um, maybe we'll talk about that later um, at another time. Okay. So, um, but yeah. Um, I don't know, Joan. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to put that on the screen. <laughs> um, but yeah, back to uh, back to Trump stuff, right? Um, actually, we're going to move on from Trump stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Trump's obviously we're possibly getting indicted. Um, soon um i know that the the fulton county police are preparing for a protest here in atlanta which i will be covering for the post-millennial um when it comes so i will be down there um and bringing you guys stuff so if i have if, if, if it's on a monday night if i have to be down at the courthouse on a monday night this show could get um, pushed around. So you guys know where I'm at though. Um, I'll keep you, I'll keep you on check. Right. So I think going down and covering, you know, Donald Trump protests would be one of the highlights of my career so far. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but interestingly enough, um, speaking of stuff and and kind of going into this kind of, this this actually kind of pisses me off. Okay. This next story really, really, really kind of pisses me off. Okay. So if you guys don't remember, Bo Bergdahl. So Bo Bergdahl is the soldier from the 82nd Airborne Division who deserted his post in the middle of the night, um, was captured by the Taliban in Afghanistan, and basically stayed with them for a few years. I can't remember how many years it was that he was in captivity with, with the Taliban. So he was captured in 2009, and he was... Um, he was released in 2014, or he was traded for some uh, people in that were in Gitmo. So it was like a high-profile trade. And here's the thing: he was then charged with abandonment and uh, abandoning his post and lost his court-martial. Um. But apparently, a judge this week vacated the uh, the court martial decision. I mean, he's never spent any time in jail. I don't. 
honestly, he probably got like an other than honorable discharge or a dishonorable discharge. Um, but the judge in the case vacated it. And look, I'm a little bit close to this one because when I was in Afghanistan in 2013, I remember this guy's face all over my computers, all of my computers that were like, if you see this person, he's one of us and we need to um, So um, it, it was like, he's one of us and, you know, basically call it up and we will go rescue this person. There were many rescue attempts and actually um, there, there were a lot of soldiers that were injured trying to rescue this person, like searching for him. I remember we were searching for him while we were there because, and, and interestingly enough, where I was at, where he was and where the pickup and extraction point was, was like in our sister province, okay? So, meaning my unit had a FOB, an outpost in one province, and then our brigade headquarters and all the other units were set up in another province. Well, where they were set up is where they ended up taking Bergdahl out, uh, like where they ended up doing the exchange. Meaning that this person was in my area of operations the entire time that I was in Afghanistan. And so while we were there, we were fighting the people that were keeping him captive, that he was, and as you say, was he legit held captive, Courtney? I don't know because there was videos and he seemed kind of chummy with his captors, right? So that is part of the uh, Stockholm syndrome, they call it, right? So um, some people would say that maybe he had Stockholm syndrome, but um, I don't think when he left his post, he thought that he was just going to get captured and stay there for years and years and years, but who knows? Who knows what he was thinking when he did it, but he left and he should have been prosecuted um, because it wasn't like he was out on mission and got captured. He left. And not only that, he left his post leaving his other soldiers and other people got injured because of him. And the and this is one of the things and the reason why this was vacated Yeah, I mean, this is, yeah, I think there was some Stockholm Syndrome stuff there. I don't know exactly what it was. Who knows? But um, but here, so apparently this was like a procedural thing, like where the judge in the case, who so Judge Reggie Walton ruled in the case, um, or ruled that... Jeffrey Nance, who had neg he had neglected to disclose the fact that he applied to become an immigration judge with the Department of Justice upon retiring from the military, Walton deemed to deemed this to con constitute a potential conflict of interest, thus rendering the case void. And we see this happen quite a bit. 
Um, I mean, he can't be charged again, I don't think, because that would be double jeopardy. Um, but, I mean, it's... And, and honestly, he's not in prison, so it, it's not like he is going to, you know, much is going to change for him. But he does get this taken off his record. Um, and possibly it could change his dis discharge status, which means he could get VA benefits. I don't I don't exactly know what it was, but um, he was because he was he left his post he was swapped for terrorists who had been held at Guantanamo Bay, which you know, I, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know where I stand on Guantanamo Bay stuff right now, honestly. But at the same time, like these are terrorists who have done stuff against us and um they should be tried at least in their own countries and it's not okay for us to just prisoner swap somebody like this and i'm more i'm more pissed off that um okay so he, actually here it was he, he he was sentenced to a, he got a dishonorable discharge reduction in rank to private and he forfeitured of $10,000 in pay, which while he was captured, he was receiving pay. So I'm not even sure that that $10,000, I'm pretty sure he probably made out with more money than he, uh, oh yeah, he took, he, he, he probably made out with a whole lot more money when he was, uh, while he was captured than that $10,000 in pay. So yeah, it kind of, it kind of pisses me off, you know? Like I said, I, I'm more worried about our soldiers who got hurt while searching for him. So, yeah, that's that. But on to the last story for this evening. Now, remember the uh, the Titan submarine the, that was going to see the Titanic last week? Or, le like couple couple months ago that um you remember the uh the yeah the uh so the co-founder of the titan sub company ocean gate announced this week that he wants to go to venus Which is interesting. So he wants to create a floating, a floating um, colony on Venus. So like Elon Musk wants to go to Mars, he wants to go to Venus. I guess because Venus is like a closer planet than Mars. But yeah, there's acid rain. It's a ton time it's a, it's so much hotter than the u.s or yeah it's so much hotter than the the uh than earth um but he wants to send a thousand people to go live on this by 2050 which now i will say 
he had left um where was it he left he helped stockton rush in 2009 um start the ocean gate expeditions um but he left the company in 2013 right um and that was the the uh the submarine that or the submersible that was that had imploded on its way to visit the titanic um what's really interesting is venus has a not only is not only is it hot with acid rain but the pressure like the atmospheric pressure would be even more than what it was on that submersible so yeah, that AC bill would just be way too. I mean, but it would operate pretty, pretty well, I think, because the carbon dioxide levels on Venus would just be extremely high. Like in the picture on the top, you can see like there's volcanoes, there's like everything. Like like this is like a big volcano right here. Um. um but yeah, so now he co-founded in 2020. Um. Humans to Venus. Now, yeah, because I think they say, like, if you go out to Mars, it's so far out there that it would just take forever to get back, right? So you would just, it, 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 it's a lot harder to do, even though Mars is probably a better place to go. Yeah. I kind of want to know that, too. Like, what kind of drugs is he on and where can I get some? Because... The most interesting thing about this whole story, I'm going to say, is like, he he basically was like, in this interview, he was like, yeah, he, he doesn't think like the, the, the Titan tragedy should stop humanity from pushing the limits of innovation, which I, I do agree. Obviously, we have people like Elon Musk and, and stuff like that that are pushing the boundaries of innovation when it comes to space travel and all this other, all this other stuff, but... Like with Ocean Gate, they skimped on on stuff, and he actually defended. Like he said, Stockton Rush was the only person that would thought to use carbon fiber in the halls, which a lot of people kind of actually said that like the carbon fiber was possibly the reason why that thing imploded. Um, so, but just having no like self awareness as to you know what happened or anything like that he actually said like forget ocean gate forget titan forget stockton humanity could be on the verge of a big breakthrough and not take advantage of it because as a species are going to get shut down and pushed back into the status quo and look I do think that we have people that are big dreamers that can go out there and push the boundaries of innovation. And um, I just think this is a really stupid idea. <laughs> like who wants to go live in the atmosphere of Venus? Like if we're going to live in the atmosphere, why not just live in our atmosphere? Like he, one of the reasons why he chose Venus is, I guess, because of uh, gravity. Like I said, the pressure would be 
even higher than what it is under the sea where Titan imploded. But this just seems, this one just seems dumb. I understand. And actually, I, apparently, he in the interview, he had talked about going to the moon. But the, the moon doesn't have gravity, so it, it, it it's it's harder um, to think of a concept where you would want to, where you would go to the moon and, and all that. And then, but which is why I think Musk has it right when he's talking about going to Mars. But even still, like, yes, you push the boundaries of innovation, but you don't just do stupid stuff. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Um, and then just to say, forget what happened. I mean, honestly, you read that statement. What do you think that like those that lost their loved ones um, in the Titan thing, in in the Titan uh, tragedy, think? Forget that. Forget Stockton Rush. Like that's who I, I had to. Re I, it took me a second to realize that when I was writing this article because I was like, "What's Stockton? Was it? Oh, his friend or a supposed friend? He's just saying." Forget him. We're going to continue with innovation. Yeah, I just don't see Venus being a logical option. And But who knows? I mean, maybe the aliens that the government has been kind of telling us now lately that are here, maybe they'll tell us where the best place to go is. Because apparently they've made it. You know... I, I will tell you when it comes to the alien stuff that we've been hearing a lot about, um, I don't trust it mostly because it comes from the government. It kind of makes me wonder, you know, what, um, what they're actually hiding, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> what are they hiding? Because why would they now all of a sudden acknowledge that there's aliens here when there's been, Years and years and years and years and years. Oh, wait. It's because that the aliens supposedly are telling our elites that we need to pass their whole agenda. We need to depopulate and all that stuff. That's what they're saying. That's what the the interviews on this stuff are saying. So I just think it's a distraction. Um, am I, do I think that there is possibly life out there? Um, yes, I do. I think it would be naive to think that in this entire galaxy or this entire thing that we call space, um, that there's no other life out there. Um, but I do also acknowledge that the way that Earth is set up, it's unique. It is an act of God that we have Earth because everything was set up perfect specifically for this um for what we have here going on so i don't know you know um i just don't think that the venus is where we want to go but that's just me well anyways y'all coming up to the top of the hour i just want to thank y'all for joining because um and and getting through some of these um the glitches and the and stuff like that that we've been having uh, the last couple weeks. Hopefully, we, you know, we can not have these going forward. Um, I think my guest, I'm going to check back with them. Um, and hopefully, we'll have the guest next week. 
But special announcement right now um, on Thursday, same time on Thursday. So seven o'clock on Thursday, I have a special guest that I'm interviewing. So I'm going to be doing a special interview show with Lou Perez. And so you want to see people laugh, John. Lou Perez is going to be on here on Thursday, and we are going to laugh. <laughs> we are going to have a good time um, here. And, um, yeah, check back next week. And also just keep an eye out. Follow me as, you know, I say as I log off every week, follow me across all social media platforms because there is a lot that's coming. Working and talking with organizations, working and talking with other stuff. It may not be on this channel, but we have more stuff coming hopefully in the future on other platforms. We're just trying to launch. Uh, I'm trying to launch a lot more work. That's a lot more work for me, a lot more content for you, and hopefully y'all like it. Um, but with that, click that like and subscribe button if you don't already. Follow me across all social media platforms, and I will see you next time.